Welcome everyone to First Baptist Church of Shakota's audio sermon. My name is Jeff Holt. I am the student pastor here. October has just seemed to fly right by us and is quickly approaching November. But before October can come to a close, we have our annual fall festival that coincides with the town's fall festival that loops around downtown. As you make your way down First Street and just past the fire station, we're going to be setting up in our bus barn with food and games and all sorts of candy. All costumes are welcome this Thursday, October 31st from 5.30 to 7.30. This Sunday, we're going to be having our annual men's ministry chili cook-off for the, during our tailgate party. Winter gets a new gas grill. There's plenty of food and fellowship for those who want to stick around immediately following our morning worship time. We'd love for you to join us on Sunday at 9.45 for our Sunday school time and 10.55 for our worship time. This past Sunday, Pastor Steve brought a phenomenal message on what Scripture says about kindness. We focus on a familiar passage that is known as the Good Samaritan. Pastor Steve looks at this passage as if it was written today. He's going to be in Luke chapter 10. There, and there's some other people performing before Miss Carrie got up. And guys, I tell you what, she makes Dakota proud. I'm just telling you. She shared her faith. I mean, she absolutely shared her faith in the concert and, and was, was just... Uh, and then I don't know if you know, but her mother Carolyn got up in the concert and sang with her, but it wasn't just singing, she rapped. And she did a great job. We're texting Carolyn going, hey, you know, through the concert. And anyway, just a beautiful night. But there's not assigned seats. You just go down and pick one of the 12 seats. I, I wheeled Debbie up in her chair, you know, and I said, I'll, I'll sit right here beside you, uh, but I'm going to go get my 19th uh, fajita, so I'll be back in a minute. Not really 19, maybe 20, but I, anyway. So I'm back there. I come back, and I sit down. But we're in this box seat, and, and I'm sitting by my wife, who's in a wheelchair, who can't really get up unless I pick her up and set her in a chair. And we're sitting here. This lady walks up that I don't know, and she said, you're in my seat. And I'm like, it's a box seat. I mean, you just pick a seat, and you sit down. And she's like, you're in my seat. She said it twice. And I'm just, you know, I'm thinking, okay, we're talking about kindness today. So all week long, you know, I mean, Satan's just been like, give me opportunity not to be kind. And so I said very kindly, I said, well, ma'am, here, you can have your seat. I'll just stand the whole concert behind my wife in a wheelchair. I'll just stand here. I don't care. That's good. Well, everybody in the box seat turned around to this lady that they didn't know, and they were like, what is your problem? <laughs> There's no, just sit wherever you want. Well, then I wasn't going to sit in the stinking seat now. I have, I have an agenda. It's, it was empty all night long. I stood behind Debbie. Maybe not the kindest thing. This lady sat down there in, in some random seat. Why are we unkind? Now, just for, let's get really kind of serious for a moment. We, we sometimes can be very unkind because we have an agenda. We put ourselves first. Okay, sometimes we, we make ourselves the most important person in the room or wherever, whatever's going on. We are selfish people sometimes. Amen? Amen. You are, and I am too. We can all amen that because sometimes we are selfish. Okay, so let's talk about being kind. There's a lot that the Bible has to say about being kind. Grab your Bibles and go to Luke we're going to be looking at Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10, we're talking about a story that all of us know. It's a very familiar story, and it is the story of the Good Samaritan. We all know this story. It's a very popular story in Scripture, so we all know it. Story of the Good Samaritan. While you're turning there, i got some verses of Scripture on the screen. 
And the ones that aren't in really Luke, Luke chapter 10, we're going to look at, okay? Look at what 1 Thessalonians 5.15 says. Make sure, now listen, this is difficult. Make sure you never pay back one wrong with another wrong. Is that not hard to do? Oh, my goodness. What I wanted to tell that lady is like, my, my, my wife's in a wheelchair, lady. Get a grip. Go sit anywhere. I, I wanted to, but no, I'm like, hey, have your seat. I don't care. I'm going to enjoy the concert. Instead, always be kind to each other and to everyone else. Well, we could say a prayer and go home right there, amen? Listen, make sure you never pay back one wrong with another wrong. So the Good Samaritan, listen to Colossians. It says, as God's chosen people, holy, dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. That's what we are to look like. Even when people mistreat you, even when you're in the right and they're in the wrong, I'm to show them compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness. You know, when that happened Thursday night in the box seat, I did go ahead and sit in the seat by Debbie because this lady set a couple of chairs down and no big deal. You know, I, I, I sat there and... We enjoyed the concert, and man, Miss Carrie, oh, what an amazing gift God has given her through vocal, and, and uh, she, just, she just sang uh, beautifully, but we, we sat there and enjoyed uh, this concert, but it made me think of a passage of Scripture where Jesus said, if you come into a banquet table, don't sit at the head of the table, sit at the back, and if they so move you, then you're honored. If not, you're embarrassed, and and. I just was doing what Scripture said. I'm going to, okay, ma'am, here's your seat. Sorry, didn't know it was assigned. It really wasn't, but here, have your seat, and you can sit down there. And I wasn't embarrassed in the situation. Unfortunately, I think she was somewhat. Uh, but what, if we always do what Scripture tells us, guys, God will take care of us. So the Good Samaritan, our kindness should be known to all people, Philippians 4, 5. Our kindness should be known to all people. What is kindness? What is it? Listen, if you're a Christian, it doesn't mean you're kind. If you are a Christian, it doesn't mean you're automatically kind. Some of the nastiest, meanest people we met have claimed to be Christians. Amen? It's true. It's true. And sometimes you just want to look at them and say, would you stop claiming to be Christians because you're pulling all of us down? (laughs) Sometimes some of the meanest people we find claim to be Christians. Your kindness should be known to all people. In your neighborhood, are you known to be a kind neighbor? Or are you known to be the neighbor who, this is my right, this is my, you know, da-da-da-da. How are you known at your office? Are you known to be the kindest person? How are you known when you walk into your classroom, does your teacher look at you and go, that's one of the kindest students I have in this school? That's how we should be known. That's how we should be known. So, kindness is love in action. That's what kindness is. It's love put into action. Now, you have a listening guide on the back of your bulletin if you want to write this in. Kindness is love in action. So, the the story of the Good Samaritan, let's read it together. Luke chapter 10, look at verse 25. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? 
What is written in the law? He replied, how do you read it? Now, Jesus is responding that way because we know that the, the, the Sadducees, we know that the Pharisees, they would rewrite law in a sense. It was very legalistic. And Jesus said, well, tell me what you think Scripture says. Look at verse 27. He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself. You know what that means? He wanted to find a loophole. He wanted to find a loophole in Scripture and go, well, but I don't really agree with this part of Scripture, so how can I get around this part of Scripture? We do that all the time. We do. As believers, we try and find loopholes in Scripture. Look at verse 29. He wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. This was a Jewish man going to Jericho. When he fell into the hands of robbers, they stripped him of his clothes. They beat him, went away, leaving him half dead. A church, well, let's just put it in modern day terms, a preacher happened to be going down the same road. When he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. A preacher, a man who is in charge of a congregation, a man who is, quote, unquote, a professional. He looked at a man laying in the street, half dead, beaten, robbed, and he passed by on the other side. Now, of course, Scripture says a priest, and we know that uh, in biblical days, a priest, if he touched a dead body, you know, he would be unholy. Maybe the priest is going, well, this guy, if he's dead and, and I touch him, I'm unholy, I can't do He, I mean, I'm sure this priest came up with every excuse of why he can't help that person. So a priest went by. Look at verse 32. So to a Levite, a Christian, when he came to the place, he saw him pass by on the other side. But a Samaritan. So you have a pastor in modern day terms. See this guy laying in the street? He goes, hmm, poor guy. Kept walking. Dude, buddy, I hope you are okay and find your way home. Then a Christian comes by. Walking, sees someone laying in the street, and he goes, oh, my goodness, and he goes to the other side of the street, and he continues on walking. And Jesus says in his parable, a Samaritan comes up, and a Samaritan and the Jews did not get along. They really hated each other. If you were a Jewish person and you were going down to Jericho or if you were coming out of Jerusalem going north, you would walk around the area of Samaria. You would not go into it. Because they were not pure-blood Jews. So there is this hatred between, between the Jewish people and the Samaritans. So you see the Samaritan walking. He sees this Jewish person. It's like a black man walking down the street, and he sees someone who's a KKK high priest laying there beat up, and the black man stops and says, I'm going to help you. It's like a Jewish man walking down the road and he sees someone who is in charge of the Holocaust who killed Jews laying there bleeding and dead, half dead, and he stops. The Jewish man says, let me help you. That's how racially diverse this was. And the Samaritan stops and he helps this man who's half beaten, robbed, and look what he does. As the Samaritan comes along, he stops. He was the one who should have passed by. But a Samaritan, in verse 33, as he traveled, came where the man was. When he saw him, he took pity on him. 
he went to him and he bandaged his wounds with wine. He took what he had. What is oil and wine? I mean, oil and wine sounds like salad dressing. Maybe the man, maybe it was his lunch. Maybe that's all he had. He said, I'm going to put, I'm going to bandage your wounds. He took pity on him. He bandaged his wound, putting on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, took him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day, did you get it? Did you see what's happening? The Samaritan man stops, takes his own car that he just bought with the nice tan leather seats in it, and there's a man bleeding half to death who's dirty, who's got mud all over him, and he says, buddy, get into my brand new car. My seats are going to get dirty. You may leave blood on my console, but I'm going to take care of you. And it says the next day, meaning that he stayed the night with him to make sure he was okay through the night. And the next day, the Samaritan, the one who should have hated this Jew, what did he say to the innkeeper? The next day, it says he took out two silver coins and he gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you have. Jesus then asked the question, which of these three do you think was the neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? The expert in the law. Wow. Isn't that a great way to be explained? The expert, the one who should know the law, the one who should know to love. The expert in the law replied, well, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. That's who we should be. We should be the kindest people in the world. If you have Jesus Christ living inside of you, we should be the kindest people in the world. Unfortunately, it's not always that way. Unfortunately, we have schedules, we have plans, we have all these things. We, we can make any excuse not to help anybody. Well, they're just going to spend the money on something they don't need. They're just going to, I'm, I'm not going to help that guy holding a sign that needs to feed his family because I, he'll just go buy a beer. I remember my dear friend John Randalls, you guys know John Randalls, we, uh, we didn't lose him, we know where John is, he's in heaven, but John came and preached uh, four or five revivals here, I can't remember how many, two or three, whatever it was, but John, one time we were uh, in a revival and I was with John, I was just shadowing John because I like John, we were we hung out together, and I think Debbie was with us. We went to a revival one night, and, and he was preaching, and afterwards he, he was talking. I can't remember what he really talked about, but someone came up to him and said, John, one time I gave money. He was talking something similar to this. Some, one time I gave money to a guy, and, and I know all he did, he went down and he bought beer with the money I gave him. Randall's looked at him and said, well, I guess the guy needed a beer really bad, didn't he? And Randall says, when I give someone money, it's up to them what they do with it because I'm doing what God tells me to do. How they spend it, it's on them. Between them and God. Because what I'm giving them is God's money. We can make any excuse we want. And so sometimes there's, here's, how, here's three possible attitudes we can take towards helping people. I can keep my distance. See, that's what the priest did. When he came up, the priest said, I'm going to keep my distance. I'm going to act like I don't even see him. I don't know he's there. 
when you're going into the restaurant and someone's there and they're hungry, we can do this. I see you, but I don't see you. I don't know you're there. So I'm just going to walk on in and act like I don't know you're there. Because if I don't act, if I act like I don't see you, then you're not my responsibility. We can keep our distance. We can also be curious and uncaring. That's what the priest was. I mean, that's what the, that's what the, uh, the, 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 the Christian in the story was. You know, he was curious, but he was uncaring. Listen to, to Luke in the story. It said, in the same way, a Levite also came, went over and looked at the man, but then walked on by the other side. I mean, he walked over, he saw him. The priest, you know, the priest, what did he do? It says, there was a man going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and when the robbers attacked him, stripped him, beat him, leaving him half dead. It so happened that a priest going down the road, but when he saw the man, he walked on by the other side. He just kept walking. But what did the Levite do? The Levite came over and looked at him and went, huh, this man's hurt. Maybe went, hey, buddy, you okay? All right. Uncaring. He was curious, but uncaring. Happens every day, doesn't it? Why do you think people love, I mean, you know, some people just love to get on Facebook because they're curious. Very uncaring. And it, it, it's shown by their responses sometimes. Or you see an accident and you're like, hmm, God bless you, hope you're fine, and we keep going. It's called in Oklahoma, what, rubbernecking. Wow, look at that wreck. I hope they're okay and we just keep going. Curious, but uncaring. But we can also stop and show kindness. We can also stop and go, let me be the hands of Jesus Christ today. Let me stop and show kindness to someone who is really hurting. Listen to what Matthew says. Read it with me. Always treat others as you would treat them. Always treat others as you would treat them. Always treat others as you would want them to treat you. That's what we're to do. Also, listen to Galatians. The person who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of others, harvests a crop of weeds. You know what that means? If you ignore needs of other people, God's not going to bless you. You can harvest a crop of weeds. And he will have and he'll have to show for his life. All he'll have to show for his life is what? Weeds. If you go through life uncaring about other people, not being kind to other people, not trying to help other people, God says all you're going to have at the end of your life is a bunch of weeds. That's all you'll have to show for it. So how can I be a kinder person? Listen, your own soul is nourished when you are kind. Your own soul is nourished when you're kind. So how can we be kinder? Well, I must see the needs of people around me. We have to see the needs of people around us. Luke 10, 33, look what it says. But the Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. I must see the needs of people around me, but also... Look out for the good of others, 1 Corinthians 10, 24. But I must sympathize with their pain. I must sympathize with their pain. And here's a problem. This is what we do. We ask the wrong questions. 
Because when we come up to people who are hurting, who are or maybe you know, at homeless, out on the street, whatever it is, we ask the wrong question. We, we, we ask, what's wrong with them? And that's the wrong question because what we need to ask is what happened to them? What caused them to be homeless? What caused them to be rude to me today? What caused them to be uncaring today? What caused them to respond like that to me today? For all I know, the lady in the box at the Carrie Underwood concert Thursday night, maybe she and her husband had a horrific fight before she walked in. Maybe she got fired from her job. Maybe something was taken from her. Maybe she lost someone she loved recently, and she felt like, well, something else is being taken from me, and it's my seat. You're in my seat. Get out of my seat. And maybe it was just grief talking. And the best thing I could do at the time was just say, ma'am, here's your seat. I'm good. Instead of going, I could have looked at her and went, what is your problem? That's the wrong question to ask. Instead of saying, ma'am, what happened? So we ask the wrong questions. Galatians says, share each other's troubles and problems. And in this way, obey the law of Christ. But also, I must seize, seize what? The moment to help. I need to seize the moment to help. Look at verse 34. What did he do? When he went to him, he bandaged his wound, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey. One of the killers of being kind is busyness. When you're busy, when you're in a hurry, it's a killer to being kind to people. We need to learn how to slow down. Because if, I, if Hillary and Colt and I and Debbie, if I'm like, Hillary, Colt, let's get Xylem, I want to show you the country. And we got into a plane and we flew across the country from L.A. to, to New York at 34,000 feet. And I'm like, get a window aisle and look out, there's the country. You're going to miss a lot. But if I said, hey, guys, let's go see the country. We're going to take Grampy's uh, Fleetwood, 40-foot Fleetwood. We're going to get my dad's Fleetwood. We're going, to, we're going to go from L.A. to New York in a Fleetwood. Y'all pile in. Let's go across country. And we drive across country, country. We're going to see a little bit more of that country than we would if we were 34,000 feet in the air. But if I wanted to really show them the country, I could say, hey, guys, let's find some bicycles. And we're going to ride from L.A. to New York on bicycles. And you're really going to see the country. We're going to slow down even more. But if I really wanted to show them the landscape and everything, I'm like, let's go to L.A. We're going to walk across the country, and we're really going to see it because we're going to go really slow, and we're going to see it. Do you get my point? Sometimes we are in such a hurry that we don't slow down to help people. If you put me in an airport and I'm late for my flight, I'm going to be rude to 10 people before I get to my flight because I don't have time for them. But if I get there two hours early and I go time, I'm going to hear the lady at the check. I'm going to hear her story. I'm going to say, hey, I'm Steve. How are you? Having a good day? Hope everything's good. If she's down, I'm going to like, well, anything I can pray for you about? Because I'm not in a hurry. I got time. I can pray for you. I can go to the guy who's, who's, who's at the gate, you know, and he's checking me in. I'm like, hey, how are you today, sir? Hope everything's good. If I'm in a hurry, if I'm late and they're loading the plane, about to shut the door, I'm going to run right by him and not pay any attention to him. Hurriedness is a killer to being kind. We have to learn how to slow down. We have to learn how to breathe. Debbie constantly looks at me and says, you need to, slow, you need to breathe. I'm like, girl, I don't have time to breathe. We got to go. She's trying to help me learn how to slow down. Listen to what Galatians tells us. Whenever you have the opportunity to help anyone, we should do it. 
But we should give special attention to those who are in the family of believers. Listen to Proverbs. Never walk away from someone who deserves help. Your hand is God's hand for that person. Do you get that? Your hand is God's hand for that person. Never tell your neighbor to wait till tomorrow if you can help them today. I must spend whatever it takes to help them. This Samaritan, what did he do? Who's riding the donkey? Who's in the car? It's the man who's beat up. The Samaritan is walking beside the donkey now because the man who is in need is on the back of the donkey. And they go to the inn. And what does he do? He stays with him through the night, making sure he's okay. In the morning, he goes to the innkeeper and says, here's some coin. Take care of him. I'll be back. He's not ready to travel yet. I don't know his name. Don't know his background. Don't know his story. Don't know who he is. He's just someone who is in need. And my job is to help them. So you see, he does whatever it takes. I must spend whatever it takes. Being kind to people in need is like lending to the Lord. He will repay you for the kindness you have shown. Do you get that? Then he put the man on his own donkey. He's being kind to the man in need. God saved you through faith as an act of kindness. You had nothing to do with it. Being saved is a gift from God. His kindness was shown by extending salvation to you. Thank you again for listening to today's message. Join us again next week as Pastor Steve will be back to deliver another message from God. For more information and previous sermons, please check out our website at shakotafbc.com or you can download our app today by searching in your app store for church app tithely.